All right, we are here with the Brooke Lurie Podcast, and I'm very excited to announce that I've got Evan Sayet, uh, who is a great author and uh, has really uh, has always been very thoughtful in his life in terms of uh, his comedy uh, skits, his political analysis. I, I think he's more of a political analysis these days, and also, of course, a great philosopher. And uh, today, we're going to be talking about his latest book. Uh, it's called Magic Soup, Typing Monkeys, and Horny Aliens from Outer Space. How do you like that for a title, folks? I, it's great. Uh, and the subtitle is The Patently Absurd, Wholly uns Unsubstantiated, and Extravagantly Failed Atheist Origin Myth. Uh, really fantastic title. It's a long one, but you say what you want to say, and I love it. I've read this book, folks, and I, I love this book. It's... Uh, it's really thorough. As you know, I, I have um, written many books myself on the subject of atheism. And what Evan does here in this book uh, really goes into the nitty gritty of destroying what the atheist mindset is and, and uh, its core beliefs. Yes, their beliefs, right, Evan? And uh, destroys that. I, I go about showing how atheism is destructive and how it kills he goes about dismantling the atheism philosophy itself, which is also very, very important. Evan Sayed, welcome to the Brucklery Podcast. Thanks, Barack. It's good to be with you again. Ah, uh, you too. You too. Well, let's 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 talk about your particular fascination, as it were, with atheism and what what prompted you to write this book. Because you've written fantastic books before. Uh, the Woke Supremacy is my favorite of your previous books, by the way. Uh, this book, I think, is now my favorite book, uh, the new one that you just wrote, The Magic Soup Book. And um, what prompted you to write this one? Because you you never really focused on atheism before, and suddenly, boom, here, here it is. Yeah, this is sort of a unintended conclusion to my trilogy. You know, if you follow the, uh, the Kindergarten of Eden, which was about having no not discriminating between right and wrong good and evil better and worse and then you get to the next book the woke supremacy which which shows the same mindset only it had uh it, it had metastasized over the 10 years between uh the kindergarten of eden and that and ultimately when when i said the democrats the, the political left are wrong about everything yeah. well at a certain point you gotta start to look at, at the question of god and it turns out that they are wrong about God as well. Yeah. All right. Fantastic. So, so that triggered you to, to write this book. Uh, one of the things that I've noticed in your book and the way you approach it is you talk a lot, and I, and I saw this in a recent uh, interview that you had, and I, I, I liked it so much that I wrote it down for myself to remember when I, when I speak about atheism, and of course, giving you credit. The thing that you said is that there's nothing about atheism, and of course you can apply this also to uh, progressivism, generally speaking, there's nothing about it that offers anything affirmative. There's no affirmative solution to uh, any uh, issue or explanation for that matter. They simply say, uh, well, you Christians and Jews don't explain or it's not satisfactory uh, one way or the other that you have failed to prove God and therefore there is no God. Can you explain a little bit more about what you meant by the affirmative aspect? 
Yeah, there's and, and and you're right. It's not just about God. You go yep. to any issue on the political left, and they do not argue on behalf of their case. Their case is always you're stupid, you're a bigot, you're a racist, you're a homophobe, you're a Nazi. And, and what I what I say is okay. Enough about me. Tell me what it is you believe. Okay, right. I I will I will cop to. I will concede. Everything you think about me, I'm stupid, I'm brainwashed, I, I, I'm all of these things. But now tell me, what do you believe? How did the universe first come into existence? And they don't have an answer. How did, in opposition to the second law of thermodynamics, everything go from literal chaos, Brock, literal, the definition of chaos is that instant after the Big Bang, and then to utter precision in opposition to the laws of our science? They don't have an answer. They don't have an answer for how life came from the insentient. They don't have an answer for, for how the DNA code, which is computer code, got written. Think about this. If you and I were flying over a, a deserted island and we saw four letters in the sand, H-E-L-P, <laughs> we would know that it was written by an intelligent being. They're trying to say that the computer code that is the DNA that constructs everything that is in our bodies and then replenishes it, makes it operate. And all these letters that are computer code just came about and their answer is by luck. Yes. And luck is not a scientific hypothesis. And if you look at the Democrats, no matter what the issue is, it's always imagine a world without the other but then nothing to replace it with. Think about John Lennon's song. Yeah, I was is, wondering, yeah. Yeah, which is, which is nothing other than the atheist doctrine put to music. Yeah. And, and if you listen to it, he will say, you know, countries are bad, religions are bad, possessions are bad. Okay, now that you've gotten rid of that, what is your, affirm, what are you going to replace those things with? And all he can say is use your imagination. <laughs> I know they, they they often say, and this was one of my points I was going to ask you about. I think you've just answered it. They often say, well, we don't know what the answer is. That doesn't mean that there is not an answer. Science one day will find the answer. Right. And they, so, and, they can't, and they can't. I'm sorry. Right. And they And they can't for this simple reason. They have limited the definition of science to service their ideology. And in their limited definition of science, which is materialism, the answers have to be found within the laws and materials and forces of our universe. But given the fact that the universe is here, there's only two possibilities. Either it was always here, and then it's outside of the dimension of time, which means it's not scientific. Or it wasn't always here, and it was created, which means it was created by something other than the universe or the things in it. And therefore, it's outside of their science. So the, the limitations they put on the definition of science in order to disqualify, not refute, not to debunk, but simply to disqualify God as not scientific renders any alternative to God not scientific. Yeah. Well, I, I, okay, so you just went through one of the key uh, responses to the atheist response, which is that, hey, one day we'll find the answer. I often say that, look, the more science we learn, the more we, we realize we don't know. 
right? So in many ways, it's like chasing a, a train. We, 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 it's just the gap gets bigger and bigger. Yes, you can run toward it, but the train is getting further away from you. Uh, we, we now know that we really don't know everything and we, we need to understand things in a much more holistic way. Uh, and I think that's because of God. Let me ask you a, another question because you're going to get this. People will always, you know, the atheists will always say the whataboutisms, right? So uh, there's the Crusades, there's the Inquisition, there's the priest molestations uh, and so forth. How do you respond to that? Because they they will say, well, any, any uh, entity that allows such things to happen well, therefore, it's a knock on it and actually devastates its very core foundation. And, and indeed, it does. When, when, when people in the name of religion do bad things, it's a very bad thing for religion. Uh, but nonetheless, the alternative is that we are in no way objectively, qualitatively different than anything else in the universe. And if that's the case, and that's the case that Dawkins makes, Dawkins says there's nothing in this universe but pitiless indifference. Now, considering the fact that he doesn't know everything in the universe, but he does know himself, that sort of seems like a confession on his part that he is pitilessly indifferent. Right. But then there's there's this guy, I, I can't believe I'm going to space on his first name, but I think it's Richard Trivers, who wrote the introduction to Dawkins' very first book, who said there is no objective qualitative difference between the species. Okay, if that's true, if, if we are nothing but pitilessly indifferent collection of random matter, or we are in no way better than the other species, then one would expect horrors all of the time. One would expect everything to be the law of the jungle. So the question has to become, why isn't it? Why don't we rape? each other you know why isn't the survival the fittest why doesn't the strongest always get their way why do we have moral laws and the only answer can possibly be a man's ability to think and reason and b man's ability to recognize and act upon right and wrong good and evil better and worse why do we have beauty when the other animals and the other species don't the only possible answer is something bigger than the other animals and certainly something bigger than ourselves. Well, yeah, I, th I think that's a very fair statement. The fact is that we have uh, things right in front of us that negate everything that the atheist does. I mean, look, I, I, I've told this to you before. When I was an atheist, I used to say, I'm, I'm an atheist, but thank God nobody else is. Uh, <laughs> right? So yeah. the internal contradiction there was, was great. And I, I didn't even notice the internal irony when I was saying it, but I really felt it. I, I felt like, gosh, I, I think that religion is necessary. I believed it, that religion was necessary, but I didn't, uh, in, in order to save it from a, a disastrous world, in, in, uh, in, but, but I, I felt it was not right. I, I, I was seeking truth and therefore uh, I was the, one, the only uh, purveyors of that truth. That there's 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 a difference between it is necessary and it is true, right. and I certainly make the argument throughout that it is necessary. I mean, the 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 second part of the book is all about the disasters, the horrors that are being visited upon the young who have been raised in this militantly atheistic era, and and, and one of the most important points that has to be made. My argument is not just about the personal belief that God doesn't exist. That's your right to believe that. And, and I can even understand that given, given that there's no scientific way to know. 
The answer, no matter what, is beyond our science. But militant atheism, which is the aggressive enforcement of non-belief upon others as part of an ideological cause, is incredibly dangerous, incredibly destructive. And in fact, Barack, as part of modern times, it only gained credence when Karl Marx published the Communist Manifesto, the idea that 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 enforced non-belief as part of a bigger ideology was given credence, and then only got guns fifty years later when the Russians won the when the Leninists won the Russian Revolution. In those hundred years from Leninism to today, there have been five major militantly atheist movements. There's been Leninism, Stalinism. Hitlerism, Maoism, and now wokeism. And what's interesting about them in, in it is they all made the same promise. They all promised that if you would disbelieve in God and call us gods, whether it's the party, whether it's the state, whether it's the Fuhrer, whether they would recreate human beings in their image. They would re-engineer human beings who were perfect. For example, the communists were going to engineer a human being who was totally devoid of selfishness. He would toil to the best of his abilities and ask for himself only his basic needs. The Nazis were going to engineer the perfect human being who was stoic. His decisions would not be influenced by such fr uh, fr frivolities. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah such, such frivolities as uh, uh, emotionalism, love, empathy, compassion. Well, the woke promise that if you reject God and count and turn to them as gods, they're going to create the human being who is totally devoid of hate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that is All the right. human being they are going to create. And in, in, in communism, they were called the state or the party. In Nazism, the god was, was known as the Fuhrer. Today, in wokeism, the god is known as the science. Yes. That's, Very that's nice to said the book. Brother. The, the book is Magic Soup, Typing Monkeys and Horny Aliens from Outer Space, The Patently Absurd, Wholly Unsubstantiated, and Extravagantly Failed Atheist Origin Myth. By and by the way, and that's who we have with us today. I want to I want to explore a little bit more because I, I think that, you know, a, a listener, at least an atheist listener, and, and we do have them here. Uh, is going to be saying, hey, wait, go back to the Crusades and Inquisition stuff. Uh, you know, you didn't quite answer that fully. I, I think you said. Uh, you know, well, look, you know, there's there are many nice things also, uh, but why don't you go ahead and, and explore a little bit more? Because I want I want to sure. make sure that the atheist doesn't feel like you you kind of sidestep sure. the crusades, inquisition, priest molestations, and all the other evils supposedly. And I put that in air quotes that the church uh, in particular uh, effectuated. Yeah, look, the, obviously you're going to be able to go back five and ten thousand years and cherry pick events from history in, in 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 which you can blame religion by the way there are 42,000 religions over the 10,000 years there have been a hundred billion practitioners and you know what we can do the same thing if you want to use the word science or if you want to use the word medicine you know what, what should we outlaw medicine because there were some medical practices that were horrific should yeah. we outlaw medicine because there have been some practitioners, Joseph Mengele, who, who, who was horrific? I mean, you yeah. can go back in, in human history. Consider this. We are a species that has been known to come to fisticuffs 
over the last beanie baby at a Black Friday sale. <laughs> That's true. Uh, and so and the, listen, I apologized about that. Okay, just I wish you wouldn't bring that up over and over again. So the fact that you can go back through history and absolutely find when when either good people acted wrongfully or or wrongful people acted correctly to their ideology. Yes, of course you can. You can do that with medicine. You can do that with science. You can do that with anything. But the question again has to become, why is there any good? We get why there is evil. All right. If we are just animals, then the survival of the fittest and the laws of the jungle would apply everywhere. Right. The, the fact that sometimes people who, who have said they were doing it in the name of God acted the way that we would have acted all the time if the atheists were right. That's right. That's right. It's, there it's you not go. A winning I, I love that answer. I think that's really good. You could you could apply that uh, perfection standard. And it really is amazing that there weren't more problems with the church when you think about it. When, you, when you're looking at a 2000 year history and here, here, by the way, you and I were both Jewish. We're defending the church. We, we have nothing in our belief system that comports with, with that is uh, that is Christian. We are Jewish. The, part of the Judeo-Christian uh, tradition, of course, that's that we do have in common. We believe in the same God. Well, we the same get God. to that point in a moment, but hang on. Uh, I want to, you know, it, the point is that it's this perfection standard that they demand. It's amazing that there's not far more. Uh, of, Indeed, but where I, where I, you got to also look at the other side because you can't just cherry pick the negative, but you also have to look at the positive. The, you know, they say that religion is the cause of war. Actually, the re religion is the cause of peace. Of course, it depends on which religion, but only Judeo-Christianity has the concept of a just and unjust war. Yeah. All right. They, the animals don't think about just and unjust wars. The planets as they careen through the cosmos don't think of just and unjust. We were able to avoid war in, 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 in India. All right, be, yeah. Mahatma Gandhi was able to be a uh, a peaceful, have, have a, a, a non-violent movement only because he was addressing a Judeo-Christian nation. The Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King could only have led the civil rights movement because it was a Christian movement. Yeah. It was asking the American people not to outlaw Christianity, not to but to for Christians to better practice their Christianity. If right. you look at if you look at the human rights, uh, you know, uh, the Geneva Conventions, those only could have come about because people believed in God and not just any God. Likewise, right? with the end of slavery too. Right, in the and end of slavery. Abolitionists of were the ones who ended slavery, not, nothing else. Look, let me move on a little bit to, on this topic because I think you hit this very well: the Crusades and Inquisition issue. Because uh, that, that's what the atheists will always bring up. And I, I know this because for two reasons. One is it's what I used to bring up all the time. Uh, <laughs> I know these arguments very well. And I also, of course, hear this a, a lot. And people think that they have a mic drop on Facebook and, uh, you know, Twitter and otherwise when when they raise the issue of the Crusades. But can uh, I do this, please? Very yeah, quickly. Go ahead, please. If you have to go back 500 years to, <laughs> exactly. to, to find yes. a witch hunt in a tiny town in New England, or go back a thousand years and 5,000 miles away to find a crusade, okay, let's give them that. Now let's talk about the entire 20th and into the 21st century, right? Yes, of the 42,000 religions and the, and the 100 billion practitioners yes those are very very bad things right now let's talk about you what happens in the affirmative 
right? You've now argued the negative about what I believe. Tell me what you're going to replace that with. And what they replace it with is Leninism, Stalinism, Marxism, Hitlerism, uh, Kim Jong-ilism, Kim, uh, who have I left out, all right? And wokeism. Wokeism right. is, there's nothing affirmative to, to be said. What do you do? You point to San Francisco? What do you yeah. do? You point to New York City? You, you, you point to the schools? Where where do you point to say, okay, we are imperfect, but now that you've gotten rid of us, what do you replace us with? Right. It's it's like that uh, Churchill's expression, uh, democracy is the worst form of government except for all the others. And likewise, uh, what's his name? The guy who uh, did Fahrenheit 9-11 and Roger and me, uh, I forgot the director. Um, do you remember the name? Anyway, uh, he- yeah, I, I do, but it's uh, I I'm, I can't believe I'm spacing on it, but it's not. Yeah, true. me too. So it's, um, I know who it is, but it's okay. It, it doesn't matter. He, during the um, uh, Wall Street uh, protest. Oh, you mean Michael? You mean Michael Moore? Yes, Michael Moore. There you go. During the Wall Street uh, protests, uh, Occupy Wall Street, right? Uh, there was a lot of fanfare about that, and Michael Moore was very excited about that. He went and interviewed people, and then some uh, newscaster uh, just said exactly what you said what would you replace capitalism with, right? And he said, I don't know. We'll think of something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to me, it was like, did why wouldn't you have thought about that as a potential answer before? I mean, like, now what? You know, I, I mean, even, even the, um, the, the fish in the end of Finding Nemo, <laughs> you know, had a better plan than that. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, you have to think about what next, What's what's up next? And also see, I mean, it's not as if it's a, a totally unknown entity. We do know, as you correctly pointed out, what happened in the 20th century and now into the 21st. Uh, it was it was pretty bad. Atheism had its run, and it does. It's not looking very pretty. In fact, there's no there's no good example. There there, there, there is this internal conflict. Uh, in okay, we get rid of everything that mankind has evolved to this point, which is. Uh, which is Western civilization. We are we are the we are the uh, the epitome of what has been accomplished through through humanity. In fact, Fukuyama said when when the Soviet Union collapsed, it was the end of history. And yeah, because we finally had the right answer or the best answers, and it was almost universally agreed upon. But the idea is that the default factory setting of the human being is peace and love, and we are born morally perfect and then corrupted by evil forces within society trying to co-opt us. So the evil patriarchy, the evil church, the evil state, the evil capitalist, the evil. And if only we could get rid of all of these evil things, our default factory setting would be a brotherhood of man. I like that but, default factory setting. That's very good. We right. got to remember that. That's what they believe. I, I, I truly agree with you about that. They really believe it. And that we need to get to that core principle and they have to get rid of this nonsense called religion and particularly the Judeo Christianity version, because they're 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 jiggy with a lot of other religions, by the way. But well, that's only, the one that they want to destroy. Only because the enemy of my enemy is my friend. That's the correct. only reason they embrace uh, Islamism is because Islamism is anti-Judeo-Christian. Yeah. Okay, so here's a question for you. One of the things that I will get from my Facebook uh, atheist friends, and I use that term loosely, friends, uh, hmm. is, you know, which God are you talking about? And they think they've got a mic drop on that. Like, 
Oh, and now I have to explain. So my 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 default answer, and I just cut and paste this now or copy and paste it. And I say, oh, right, as if I might say Zeus or yeah. <laughs> you know, Thor. Uh, as that that's what I could have meant, right? Of course, I'm talking about the Judeo Christian God. And please let's not waste time. Uh, so that's my my copy and paste that I always say in response to that. But what do you say when people say, well, there's been 4,000 gods in, in the past, and and this is just the last of uh, the, this multiple, multiple series of gods out there, and uh, you seem to think that yours is more important. How arrogant of you. Well, perhaps, but let's get rid of medicine, because there have been, look, look through history, there have been all of these different types of medicines. There have been medicine man with, with magic in there, in there. There's been voodoo. There's been. I mean, so when you say that that you believe in medicine, which medicine are you talking about? Obviously, Beautiful. yeah. There, it's 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 very much the same thing. But scientifically, and again, this is so important to to what I do in, in my book. Is I, it's it's very difficult to convince people who don't believe in God by quoting scripture or by using anything uh, as, as, as uh, authoritative that they don't believe to be authoritative. And right. so I go back to the science time and time again in my book, and there really can only be a monotheistic God, right? Yeah. If there's no God, then the laws and constants of our universe wouldn't exist because the, the the laws of our universe could not have created the laws of our universe. That which didn't yet exist cannot be the cause of its own existence. There can't be multiple gods because if there are multiple capricious competing gods, then the, there would be no constants because right. the, the laws would be multiple capricious and competing. So there, it has to be a monotheistic God of which I believe there are only three religions and, and only, and, Two of them, I believe, are the same. I believe Judeo-Christianity is a single religion. Right. Uh, and and so... I, I think of Judeo-Christianity in the same way that I think of the British and American empires. They're yeah. they're, they're virtually the same. And the American empire is really an extension of the British empire. And I I, I like to, to use it that way. Well, you mentioned about uh, Islam, of course, uh, and that is also one of the um, pushbacks from the atheists. They'll say, look at the horrors of what uh, Muslim terrorism has done. Uh, so many of what we're seeing in the evils of the world is because of uh, of Allah, or at least the Islam faith. And now all of a sudden, we're supposed to be lumped in together with uh, Islam. How do you respond to that, Evan? Well, it, it, it's irrelevant that it's a different religion. It's a different way of, of seeing things. And it's just not, it's not our religion. And here's, here's why I don't believe in Islam amongst many, many other things. But the thing about our God and our science is the point I make in my book is that God and science are one of the same thing. Right. It's one and the same thing. Yes, um, I remember that chapter. I love is, that chapter. Is that we have constants of the universe we have physical constants well we also have moral constants and if you look at the ten commandments it doesn't say thou shalt not kill unless they're infidels it doesn't say thou shalt not steal unless they are a member of the patriarchy it doesn't say thou shalt not lie unless it's good for the cause whereas the the quran does say that it, it the, these are not universal moral laws and i believe that a God, who created universal constants of the physical world, also would be constant in, in, in his moral laws. Yeah. 
Fantastic. Look, I mean, I, I, to me, the difference between Islam and, and, and uh, Judaism, they, they are very different gods. Allah is not the same as the God of the Bible, of the New and Old Testament. Uh, in fact, I mean, just, just as a very easy example, the Old Testament says what, what Christians call the Old Testament, what you and I might call the Torah, uh, says those who bless the Jews will be blessed, those who curse the Jews will be cursed. So it's very strongly in favor of Jews and understanding their chosenness. And these are my special people. Don't, don't mess with them, please. Thank you very much. Whereas in the Quran, it says, hey, there's a Jew behind me. A tree will say that. A rock will say that. There's a Go get him. Kill him. Like, I think it's a little uh, schizophrenic. I mean, I, 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 or it's causing me whiplash when I think about it. So, uh, obviously, these are very different gods, uh, and and they are they have very different approaches. And uh, sadly, you know, uh, what is it? Uh, most terrorists, not not all Muslims are, ter are terrorists, of course, but virtually all terrorists are Muslims. And uh, at least speaking of today. So it's um, it's a big issue. You don't see the same thing among Christians. I certainly don't hear about Christian terrorists, or for that matter, serial killers or anything else like that. Let me ask right, you about but, one, but one very, more point. Very, very, yeah, very quickly, just to yeah, go back. Please. Again, the comparison, because it's such a dishonest argument. And that's one thing that really got me started researching and looking into this was the dishonesty of the Richard Dawkins and the dishonesty of the uh, Christopher Hitchens. and and. You know, these people, if you're an intellectual or if you're a scientist, you're not supposed to be an advocate. And yet very clearly Dawkins, et cetera, et al. Uh, are, are playing the role of advocates. And in fact, the subtitle of my book, The Patently Absurd, Wholly Unsubstantiated, Extravagantly Failed Atheist Origin Myth, comes from the quotation that I started my book with from, from an evolutionary biologist and a militant atheist named Richard Lewontin. Harvard uh, uh, evolutionary biologist. And he said, I'm going to have to paraphrase, uh, but he said, we take the side of science despite its patently absurd constructs, despite its extravagant failures to keep its promises, despite its, its uh, patently absurd, wholly unsubstantiated just so stories, because we have a prior commitment. We yeah. have a prior commitment to materialism. Wow. Well, scientists don't have prior commitments. And materialism is simply the euphemism that the militant atheists use when they mean to say atheism. Yeah. Materialism is atheism. And so he admits, and this was in the New York Times, uh, the New York Review of Books. It's not like he whispered it, you know, conspiratorially somewhere. This is something he said, and he uses the word we. So this is not just a single person who admits to 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 subserviating facts to a political cause, and and so time and again one needs to to recognize that we're we're up against not a scientific argument but a political movement. Oh, I like that a lot, Evan. That's a fantastic point. I mean, it kind of bleeds into the next question I have for you, which is, and the next argument that an atheist will say, which is that you believe in God the Judeo-Christian God, or for whatever God you want to believe in, out of fear. In, in other words, the only reason why you're a good person is because you're, in fact, a, a, a bad person just on a leash, right? <laughs> That's their expression. And they think they're very funny. They think they're the first person to think of this. Um, so they, they have this mindset because they've decided they, they know why you believe uh, what you believe. The reason why you believe is because you're 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 doing it out of fear. You're you're afraid of hell and you want to go to heaven. 
And that's the only reason why you act morally and justly. How, how do you respond to that? Well, for me personally, there there's just no truth to that because I came to my belief, you know, I grew up an atheist, but I grew up the, the kind of atheist that most people who are atheists today are, which is never gave God's existence any thought. All right. As, as uh, David Gelertner, who is the um, Yale computer science professor, said about his students, he said they don't even rise to the level of atheism. They've never given God's existence any thought. And I had never given. And by the way, that's true of everything that the political left believes. They've never given anything that they believe actual thought. They've never. Yeah, that's true. And so what's interesting is thought. Let's think of thought as science. All right. Thought is gathering the, the data, carefully observed, care, carefully examining it to then come to your conclusion. Well, there is no data that supports atheism scientifically. There's nothing in the universe that explains how the universe came into existence on its own, nor any of the other big questions. So there's no data. They've not carefully analyzed it. And their conclusion is not scientific. You know, magic soup, typing monkeys, and horny aliens from outer space. Do you know where I got that from? Horny aliens from outer space? <laughs> I don't, I don't know, but I don't want to meet them. That's all I know. Well, well, they may be your parents, according to the atheists, according to Richard Dawkins, and not just Dawkins, but this is the not only last remaining, but only viable theory left as to how life began on Earth. Aliens from outer space built a spaceship, came to Earth, and planted their seeds. In in the and that's yes, how okay. I did hear and, about and that. Reason, I didn't know that it was horny aliens. That's where I it got me throw uh, threw me off a little bit. Well, I, I I the way I describe it is that they uh, they they came to Earth and they they impregnated. They had sex with the Earth. Is, oh, I is see. what the argument is, and this is legitimate. This is called directed panspermia, and it is the only remaining viable theory the atheists have left as to how. And what's interesting about it is obviously there's no evidence that horny aliens from outer space had sex with the Earth. Right? Well, it only begs the question of uh, how those horny aliens came to existence themselves. It, so it's it, only, it, it's and, only and, kicking and, the can down the road. And they they have, but they have no evidence to believe it. The entire reason that that Richard Dawkins embraces directed panspermia is because the evidence on Earth is so overwhelming that there's no way life could have begun on earth without an intelligent force from somewhere else. Yeah. They're not willing to say that intelligent force is God. So they are willing to believe it's a horny alien who built a spaceship and then had sex with a rock. <laughs> they're, they're willing to believe anything. Look, the, the, the point is, and you're saying this so well, uh, and I want to address the uh, the issue of laziness. And I, and I say that in a scientific way, laziness. Uh, it's also with blinders that they operate these atheists that they will say these things as an explanation they they don't want to look to the very thing that is the most likely cause of anything so they will say and, and you've mentioned this already that they are scientists they they focus on science they are men of science that they don't want to waste their time on the silly god business but in, in fact you get this impression that that because they say they're men of science, that they are looking hard at work, they're rolling up their sleeves, they're looking for microscopes and 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 telescopes uh, to study the universe and nature around them. They don't do that. 
They don't do that at all. These people are not scientists by any stretch. They don't give a crap about science. And why would they, by the way? What, what, what does it matter to them how far a galaxy is away from Earth? How, how is that going to help society one way or the other? They're not on a quest for science. They, they pay it lip service, but they have no interest in science in reality. Talk to an atheist. You'll see they actually don't live the life of science whatsoever. That, that, that is correct. And, and we got to be careful because this is in regard to the big questions, the first questions of origin and design. Where did the universe come from? How did it come? How did the, the cosmos uh, per, per, perfect itself? How did, but once you get beyond those and you get to the nitty gritty of, you know, what ingredients do I add to make aspirin? Uh, obviously they are, as long as the question doesn't have to do with origin and design, an atheist can be an outstanding scientist. Oh, I, I agree. No, okay. Totally, I agree. They, 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 there's science and there's science. There's uh, the science where it's it's impractical, where you learn about how far a galaxy is away from us. It doesn't matter, really. Uh, and there's the science, like you talked about, how do we make an aspirin that will actually heal uh, migraines and headaches and such. So the, the, the point is that they're not interested in the former. They All those things, the origin myth and everything else, not only are they, do they want to avoid talking about it, but to them, it's truly irrelevant. Why bother studying these things? Barack, that's it's worse. The, it's, that's it, the main Barack, it's, it's worse than irrelevant. It is the cause of every evil and every suffering. And yeah. if only there was no religion. And and so it, it, they they have this commitment to because I, I began. I'm, I'm trying to think how far back I have to go to make this point. In the Kindergarten of Eden, how the modern liberal thinks. The first book that I wrote on this subject. Now that's 20 years ago, and so things have metastasized and, and gotten worse. But I was exactly right. Um, I start. I start the book with a quotation from Howard Zinn, the number one uh, unofficial official historian of the militant atheist movement. And he said, objectivity is undesirable. He then went on to explain why, and of course, in real science and in history, and objectivity is everything. It's why we invented the scientific method was to ensure that we were we we were as objective as possible. But he went by on to explain why. By the way. Yeah. yeah. And he went on to explain why. He said, if you think that history should serve a social purpose, if you think that it should in some way advance the causes of humanity then you make your choices based on that. You make yeah. your choices as to what to tell the children is true based on your political ideology. Yeah. And this is true of the militant atheists who call themselves scientists, but who right. aren't scientists. They well, have subservient yeah. science to their political ideology. This is what uh, the communists did, of course. They changed of history course. right and left. So it's exactly what you said. It's applied atheism. And uh, Hitlerism. And Hitlerism. That's so exactly Leninism, right. Stalinism, Maoism, Hitlerism, and wokeism. Right. Those yeah, are the, the 1619 Project and everything else. So the book, again, is Magic Soup, Typing Monkeys, and Horny Aliens from Outer Space. Now we understand the horny part of it. <laughs> patently absurd, wholly unsubstantiated, and extravagantly failed atheist origin myth. I love this. Uh, look, atheists will also think very – you may notice this, uh, Evan, too. Atheists think very highly of themselves. They, <laughs> yeah. they, they will say it's it's amazing. They think that they are more moral than Christians. In fact, they will say that they are more quote unquote Christian than most Christians, and and they know people as such as such. Okay, so putting aside the fact that that's easy to just spit out, right? Uh, where when the rubber meets the road, 
the it the atheists have not really been there, shall we say. When Hitler was demanding that uh, his people give up their Jews to the Nazis, it was the Christians who were hiding them. It wasn't the atheists. Why would the atheists hide their Jews? Why? If if all there is 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 the here and now, and, and, the, and the you don't want to suffer, the then why why would you why would you you know not give up the Jews? Uh, that that's where the rubber meets the road. And they they fail to ever say how Christians, in fact, are worse than atheists, or let alone that atheists are somehow more morally superior. Ne never do they give any examples. No, but here's 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 the premise behind militant behind atheism is that if you believe in something, then you might be an extremist for that thing. And extremists are the ones who do extremely bad things. And so the way that you can have this peaceful paradise is to never believe in anything at all. All right. That makes you morally superior. You see, uh, people who, who, who hate the Palestinian terrorists might go to war against the Palestinian terrorists. So the idea, and this is, this is the perfect human being that they, that they've created this, a human being who is totally devoid of hate. The problem is, and by the way, they've done an outstanding job. The, the successive generations, the millennials and the Gen Z's, and the Gen X's, and the, they, they are very much devoid of hate. The yeah. problem is twofold. One, love and hate is a single concept. You can't have one without, it's like up and down, in and out, all right? With, and so if you, you can't love goodness unless you hate evil. Right. I like you that. can't love yep, justice right. unless you hate injustice. They don't hate evil. They don't hate injustice. They don't hate anything. And therefore, they don't need to think. See, you and I need to think to make sure that our loves and our hatreds are, are, are right and good and just. They don't need to think about right and good and justice because in their world, it doesn't exist. And so there's no love for God. There's no love for country. There's no love. They don't have love even for their friends. In fact, Barack, there is a loneliness epidemic. This is not me making this phrase up. This is the CDC, and this is the Biden administration's uh, uh, Surgeon General referring to it as a loneliness epidemic. And the loneliness is because they, not because they don't have other people in their lives, but they don't love them. They don't hate them. They're indifferent to them. Right. They're it's, indifferent it's, to it's everything. It's like the guy... It's like the guy who, uh, you know, he's in a crowded room and he kills everyone in the room and then says, what, where is everybody? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, OK, there, you created this world. To, you, you wanted to destroy your country. You wanted to destroy God. You wanted to destroy your community. You wanted to destroy family, for Merit. that matter, and marriage and the idea of children. And then you're surprised that you're all alone. Where, where, what did you think was going to happen? I mean, talk about second stage thinking or the lack of it. Uh, it's fascinating. Look, I, I want to move on to another topic because there's a couple of things. And again, the book is Magic Soup, Typing Monkeys and Horny Aliens from Outer Space. You've got to get this book. It's really fascinating. Read. It helps you defend against the crazy atheists out there who really are not thinking and in fact are very lazy. You got to push back on them and show that they are not thoroughly thinking. They think very highly of themselves, both from an intellectual and moral point of view. But you need to show their shallowness, and it's a it's a fun challenge, and I think Evan really sets it out very nicely. Look, there's a a very key thing that happened recently. Uh, a Stanford professor came out with a book uh, talking about the end of free will, and, and more particularly that there is no such thing as free will, because you know one man has decided that for us. And he 
talk about conforming to what he wants to believe, right? Uh, it's so much easier. He, so one of the things I, I wanted to address is the, the, the impetus, the onus that he had to actually push forward with a book, how there is no free will. Well, why did you do that in the first place? What's your, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, uh, so, so what are we to take of this? Uh, give me your, your take on it. Uh, I, I want to say a couple of words as well. Go ahead. Yeah, it, it's funny. Ayn Rand, who is uh, so, so prescient in so many ways, obviously, uh, what, she had a pseudo-intellectual character like the Stanford University professor. Uh, and and one of his books was called So You Think You Think. Well, that's, that's a good title. <laughs> right? So you think you think, or why do you think you think? Or what, If we don't have free will, then then nothing is good and nothing is evil. And that is the that is the effort of the militant atheist. It was Hitler's, yeah. right? It, it was nothing is good and nothing is evil. And you go all the way back to the kindergarten of Eden, how the modern liberal thinks. If you remember, the subtitle was, uh, and why he's convinced that ignorance is bliss. Yes. Uh, it, you, yes. you can reduce everything about modern liberal, now called the woke, uh, to to the belief that thinking is the cause of everything that's ever been evil. Because if nobody ever thought they were right, then nobody would disagree about anything. If people didn't disagree, they wouldn't go to war. If people didn't go to war, there wouldn't be poverty. If there wasn't poverty, there wouldn't be crime. All right, they can create this utopia and all it requires is to forfeit your entire humanity. That's right. Well, it, it, look, it goes back to your point about objectivity and how they just they disdain objectivity because there is no such thing in their world, and they will create <clears throat> false worlds in order to 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 make that uh, orbit around those false worlds. One Barack, of the things we talked Barack, about is uh, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. I just want to say this because I, I definitely will yeah, lose my, go, my train go, go. of thought. One is that uh, you. you in order, because they, they so desperately don't believe in God that they have to erase free will because free will and God do not mix. Okay, that, that is in fact the reason why I, I started believing God is because I understood that there was such a thing as free will and that creator had to give it to me. So that began my process toward believing in God. And then of course, many other things uh, kind of fell into place. But that's one thing, they have to get rid of it. It's, it's an absurd proposition. But this Stanford professor decided that there is no free will. Uh, uh, in a very similar fashion, Stephen Hawking decided that he didn't like the probabilities. Like, and this is their Tuppy Mikings aspect of it. I want you get, right. to get into that a little bit. Uh, so therefore, he created the multiverse concept out of his head. No, no evidence for it whatsoever. But in order to justify the, the probabilities and to increase the odds that a universe like ours existed with life, uh, with intelligent life, no less, and free will, and so on. That you know, that's the way it's done, right? It, it's so farcical, so preposterous, and yet that's what they have to do in order to win the day on on atheism. And, and what needs to be recognized is just as there is no evidence for horny aliens from outer space, and what that really is is the atheists' acknowledgement. It's their concession that there's nothing on Earth that could possibly. There has to be an intelligent pre-existing life form from somewhere else that created life. When Hawking makes up uh, the multiverse, there's no evidence of that multiverse. What he's doing is he's acknowledging that there's nothing in this universe that could possibly explain our existence. So the secrets must be hiding somewhere else. And you know what? That's exactly what they say 
to to disqualify God, right? God is not scientific because it's it's not of the materials of this universe. And yet the only thing they have left is to make up other universes where the laws and constants of ours don't apply. So it should be seen as a concession that that Hmm. intelligent design, maybe not the Judeo-Christian God of the Bible necessarily, but let's get... Oh, just let's get to intelligent design from outside of our universe is something they have now conceded. And when you think about the the uh, infinite number of universes, basically that's the infinite monkey theorem, that if you have enough universes, eventually one of them will be like ours. So the best argument even Stephen Hawking has is 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 the infinite monkey theorem, which, by the way, isn't even true. If you put Un, an infinite number of monkeys and infinite number of typewriters, you're not going to end up with the collective works of William Shakespeare. You're going to end up with smashed typewriters, torn paper, and blood and feces right. covering the wall. Every single time. Every, Every single, single time. time. Yeah, that's that's absolutely true. But, but, but notice that. this. Notice this. Notice, even with the infinite monkey theorem, all right, the typing monkeys, the atheists can't even make up a story that doesn't require pre-existing life, the monkeys, with the intelligence to have created the typewriter, just like with the horny aliens from outer space, even when they're making things up just wholly out of them, they can't tell a story without a pre-existing intelligent life. Yeah, it's internally non-integral. It just cannot work. Uh, I love your probabilities uh, sections, and one of the one of them was uh, the improbability of life forming. Uh, and if and just to give context, you say. <laughs> This is Evan Sayet saying, not me. Uh, you know, it's even more difficult than finding a U-Haul truck to get out of California. <laughs> yeah, it's a, you get a better chance of finding a U-Haul in California. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the joke. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, so it is. Yeah. Let, let me ask you this, because I, I I think we are running out of, out of time. But uh, I always like to ask, ask authors when I have them on, uh, such yourself. Again, the book is Magic Soup, Typing Monkeys and Horny Aliens from Outer Space, The Patently Absurd wholly unsubstantiated and extravagantly failed atheist origin myth. So what is your favorite chapter? What is what what is the chapter that you just said, wow, that's that's uh I really hope people read that. Oh, there are a number of them and and it's, it certainly starts with the uh, uh the 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 horny aliens from outer space because that's when the book really starts to get just funny because they are so absurd. But I was most stunned by, and I think I did a good job with Darwinism, because Darwinism is presented to us as the be-all and end-all of science. If you know, when when you see people put that sign out front of their house, that that self-serving, uh, uh, you know, in this house we believe in, and and one of the things they believe in is science. Well, yes. typically, all they mean by that is they believe in Darwinism, and they know absolutely nothing about Darwin's theory. See, this is, this is, I found this so interesting. This is a big lie because most people, the militants have succeeded in convincing their young victims that, that Darwin came up with the theory of evolution. He did no such thing. It's a theory. Yeah. That's... It's a theory about evolution. It's that's like right. saying Newton came up with the theory of gravity. No, gravity was the what is, and then Newton offered a a, 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 a procession, a, a, um, 
a mechanism, a means for how gravity might work. Well, evolution is the given. We know that the universe evolved from the moment of the Big Bang through the uh, precision of the cosmos, through life beginning on Earth, through even the progression of life on Earth is written about in the Bible. And by the way, exactly right in exactly the right order yeah. in the Bible. Um, yeah. What Darwin did was he came up with a theory about evolution. Here's his theory. Random mutations acted upon by natural selection over time. All right. Think about those words. Random mutations, natural. So it happened randomly and naturally. They don't even have a theory about how it actually happened. If you and I went to a Penn and Teller show and I said to you, Brock, I know how they did that trick. The rabbit just randomly appeared and then it <laughs> yeah. naturally sawed itself in half. <laughs> All right. That is their best theory about anything. And by the way, Darwin isn't a theory about anything special. It's not a theory about how the universe came into existence. It's not about how the cosmos fine-tuned themselves. It's not about how life began. It's not about any of the big questions. In fact, it's a one-time, one-off, ad hoc theory at the very, very, very end of the atheist origin myth that it turns out is nothing other than monkeys in rooms with typewriters. That's exactly right. I love it. It's fantastic. I mean, it was a nice idea, but it just it's just a failed theory. And it it's at best a theory, but now it's been disproven many times over. And I think even Darwin himself acknowledged that uh, he doesn't necessarily believe it 100%. So look, this is a wonderful uh, discussion. Evan, say it. Thank you so much for writing this very important book, Magic Soup, Typing Monkeys and Horny Aliens from Outer Space, The Patently Absurd, Wholly Substantiated an extravagantly failed atheist origin myth. And man, you could not be more correct about it. Uh, I'm so delighted that you are a force for God, uh, a force against atheism. You talked about loving good. You also have to hate evil. I see I see atheism and godlessness as evil. Uh, and I think you do too. And that's why uh, all of my focus has been on that. And I, I, I bless you and thank you so much for for writing this very important book. Uh, everyone should read it. It's a, It's an easy read. Uh, it's not even a long read, and uh, it's going to be. It's, and it's a fun. It's it's a fun yeah. read, you know, and that's why I did it. There are other books out there, including you know several of yours, but there's a book out there called The Case for a Creator, and it's an absolutely terrific book, uh, and became a series of books, as a matter of fact. And he does a great job of arguing, but that's not what I want to do. I want to make it a book because it was very lawyerly. It was very, and and it needed to be written that way, but. You also need to kind of ridicule the ridiculous. And yeah. I think sometimes we take atheism too seriously. You know, you don't always have to litigate the the fact that the emperor is not wearing clothes. Right? It's not a 50-50 argument. It's not, you know, uh, we'll, 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 we'll win in, in, in closing arguments. All right. They're wrong from top to bottom and to, from side to side. Yeah. Very nicely said. Evan, uh, thank you so much for being a guest on the Brucklery podcast. It is uh, really a, a pleasure being with you, and I hope to have you on many more times. And may you enjoy strength to strength when it comes to this book, and much success. When is the Audible coming out on this book? We're looking at January fifteenth, so that's just after the holidays. It's only about three or four weeks away, but that's it's it's not as you know, it's not an easy process. No, it's not easy at all. And uh, but in the meantime, if you do want to get the book, uh, Magic Soup. Typing Monkeys and Horny Aliens from Outer Space. Go to Amazon. Uh, they have the book in both the paperback and hardcover, I believe. Paperback, hardcover, and uh, ebook. You can okay. just download it right away. And guys, 
do it. Just, you know, because people listen on there and they go, I love this and I want, and then they forget. Don't forget, buy this book. It's an important book. It is a really important book and it'll really enlighten you and you'll be smiling all the way. I, I think it's a page turner. I, I just could not put this down. So thank you again for it, Evan. And we will talk to you soon. In the meantime, signing off, this is Bruckler is saying, God bless. And we'll talk with you next week. Stop.